Yo, 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 what up, though? It's your man, Jake Johnson. And your man, Dan Going Wild. And uh, this is actually the first episode of uh, Shop Talk. Welcome, welcome. Um, it's a podcast called Shop Talk, and um, essentially, we'll be talking about uh, any and everything, everything that we talk about in the barbershop. Yeah, because basically, when you're in the barbershop, it's, that's that's the sanctuary. There's nothing off limits, nothing. nothing you can't bring down to the altar and, t- and talk about. Nothing at all, and it's very disrespectful, <laughs> it is very enlightening. Uh, there's a lot of idiot talk. There's a lot of brilliance talk. There's just you about can, everything. You can save the problems of the world sitting in the back of the barbershop throwing ideas out there. Absolutely. And more importantly, there's a lot of ridicule and jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll toughen your skin up. Definitely. If, if, you, if you don't want to get talked about, if you don't want your mama getting talked about, your dusty-ass kids <laughs> getting talked about, stay at the crib. Yeah, so give it up for the first episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We got a studio audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sound real official, like. All right. Um, so, I guess we should start off introducing myself. I'm Jay Johnson, and this is uh, Dang Going Wild, uh, better known as Damon. You know, me and Jay Johnson go go way back, like Cast Tech Hallways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I didn't really know you at Cast. I know. Uh, we we kind of seen each other. We had a. Um, we had like some people in the mutual. same circle, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it was enough for us to know, like IJ, no whole ass nigga, yeah, Damon. Yeah. Like we could, we could walk past each other, give a respectful head nod, and it wouldn't, and it wasn't no beef, right? Right. But we ain't really get to know each other till like shit, ten years, years later. Yeah, almost that. Well, probably not that long. Uh, we started working together. I started at a. Well, we don't, boy, we don't work there no more. Nah, 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 <laughs> so nah. I started Comcast, what, back in like 03? Yeah, I was uh, there in like 2000, the cable plantation. Yeah, yeah. So Worst fucking job I've ever had in my life. It's, I won't say it's the worst, but it's top three. Really? Top three worst jobs I've ever had. Yeah, man. Uh, movie theater is number one. Wendy's is number two. Comcast, easily number three. <laughs> uh, worst job I had. I got fired. For, I only been fired for one job ever in life. Congratulations! And it was uh, Arbor Drugs, uh, and I got fired on my 89th day. Was you stealing? <laughs> no. I, this is a funny story about this. Actually, uh, I got fired because I wouldn't help my my manager fight. <laughs> <laughs> like he was getting stalled on or something. So look, man. All right. I gotta pre- Come on, you got to tell that Listen, whole story. Listen, I got to preface this by saying everything I'm about to say is 100% true. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, my first job, I'm like 16 years old. So, this is your first job, too? Well, technically, my first job was a police cadet with them little yellow polo shirts. But this polo is my, my official job. I took taxes and, and shit like that. So, uh, I'm working at Arbor Drugs uh, right on Warren and Evergreen, basically. Yeah. And uh, I'm st- I'm a stock boy. Middle of the jungle. Let's let's put that out there. Like yeah. morning evergreen, ain't no fucking playground. Right, right. So I'm a stock boy. You know what I'm saying? I fill the stocks, pull everything to the front. So I'm in the freezer one day, putting the juices and shit um, up, and I see a grown ass man jump from behind the pharmacy and punch a kid. And I'm like, oh shit! Now pause. Let me give you the backstory. Uh, the kid that got punched, um, I'm sorry, a grown man actually got punched. I'll give you the backstory. So there was a kid in the neighborhood, and allegedly he cut the brake line of a young girl's car. 
and on her, some shit. yeah, and her father was not happy about it at all. Okay, so and, he's a real ass daddy. Yes, and the real ass daddy chased the little boy into CV. I mean Arbor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it used to be CVS and Arbor is the same thing for you young niggas. Uh, so he chased him up in there, and the little and he socked the little boy. So the grown man behind the pharmacy he looks up and sees an adult male punch a little kid, and he jumps over because he just figured like you was can't. he really a little kid though? Like if you cut the brake line, I'm estimating the right. little nigga about. We didn't 15. find this out till later. So yeah, he about 14, 15 years old enough to get punched by a grown ass man. Though. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, he jumps over the counter and he I'm, he back there in this little white smock or whatever they're doing. He jumps over the counter and he start fighting the dude. So I look out like, oh, shit. Uh, so I run out, you know, because I'm nosy as shit. I run out to see what's going on. Um, and then my manager, white lady, can I, can I say it? It's the trailer shop park trash. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And uh, this is not the first time she had a fight in the store. Uh, so, Born in Evergreen, she probably done caught them hands a couple times. Absolutely. So, uh, she runs out. Um, the little boy actually had a friend. The friend start taking jugs of water off the shelf and start throwing the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> she comes running down one of the aisles. She takes her shirt, lifts it up, puts it on top of the guy's head, like to cover his face, and start welling on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was like a move that she's clearly practiced before. <laughs> yeah. And she start punching on or whatever. Usually you're supposed to lift your opponent's shirt over your head. Yeah, but she Contain put, them punches. Yes. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's things going everywhere. So, I had ran from around the back and came out to see. Now, while all this going on, there's an old black man who... Let me stop saying this, dog. This is 100% true. <laughs> This nigga pulls out a gun. The old black man. <laughs> the old black man. Turns out he's an off-duty police officer. Okay, shit. okay. <laughs> he pulls out a gun. It calms everybody the fuck down. So, Guns are typically do yeah. that. So after I saw the gun, I look, I stop, and then I started to turn away. But then I couldn't turn away because this shit is so entertaining. So it was like a back and forth kind of moment. Um, so everybody, you know, the police come. Everybody gets settled down and everything like that. Um, and afterwards, they have a little meeting, and she brings me in the office and say, Jason, the next time we out there, we need you out there with us. I'm like, motherfucker, well, I live in this neighborhood. I'm not, like, know. yeah, nigga see me walking home from work, and it might really be some shit still Yeah, fine. so I'm like, no, nah, man, I, I really can't get down with fighting with y'all. Uh, I ride my bike to work. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Nigga might catch me out here, and plus, I, uh, we're not on the same team. Yeah, yeah I feel you, because if, if some shit come down, and it's some black and white shit, I'm going to choose to fuck on yeah. up. So, um, you know, after, ever since that conversation, she was not too fond of me. And uh, on my 90th day, you supposed to get a raise, and they let me go on my 89th day, dog. No raise. No raise. Let me go. And uh old white dude named Jim, he was in the shop. He was in the um, in the little office when they let me go. He wouldn't look at me. He knew it was wrong. He had his head down in the corner and shit. But uh, what was minimum wage back then? Like four and a quarter. Uh, I remember when that shit went up from three seventy five to four twenty five. Yeah, I was getting uh four like four seventy five. Bullshit. Yeah, I was getting like four seventy five. I always feel like if your job pay you minimum wage, that is their direct way of them telling you fuck you to your face. You know, it's really telling you that if I can pay you less, 
I, I would, would, but yeah. it's illegal. <laughs> like it's against the law for me to pay you cheap. If you work any job and they just pay you minimum wage and you're not like a waitress or a bartender or you living off of tips, like yeah. you go in that bitch every day, you punch in and you making what's minimum wage now? Like eight twenty five, eight fifty. I couldn't even tell you. It ain't ten dollars. It ain't. Yeah. So you go on your job every day, you punching in and they paying you the bare ass minimum. They they basically saying fuck you. They want you to steal from you, steal from them. They want you to treat their customers like trash because they don't give a fuck hey, about you, know, you. Depending on how much you make and how far you work you make less than minimum wage because no, you ain't getting no fucking benefits like it, may, it may be cheaper for you not to have a job like if gas is uh three dollars for a gallon and you make eight and you got like you make five like it's it's it's, it's not beneficial for you i always i had an older homie that always put it to me like this because this nigga stayed in and out of jail when we was like this was my homeboy older brother he stayed uh-huh. in and out of jail from like the time we was like 13 through like 17. Nigga do six months, come back home for like four, five months, do some stupid bullshit, go right, back right. in for 90 days, some shit like that. And this nigga used to tell us, because he sometimes drop us off to work and shit. He was like, man, look, with the money y'all making, this was his logic. He said, with the money y'all making, y'all might as well pull that shit together and start selling drugs. <laughs> he said, because he basically, he's like, once you add up the time, he said, at least selling drugs, you can work out the house. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to travel to your job. And he said, it's the same. He's like, y'all minors. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Y'all get y'all get pinched. You ain't doing no real time. And for a minute, he had his... Where you at now? He's in fucking jail. Oh. He's, he's in fucking jail. Yo, how stupid or how gone that he had us on this idea because we was like fuck it we should sell drugs I mean we was in high school niggas smoke weed in high school we right. was like we already got a market you know what I'm saying we go to CAS which is if you're not familiar so y'all with the smart niggas so y'all yeah. about to put, we, you know we about to put this plan in so if you're not familiar CAS is probably one of the biggest high schools in the city of Detroit or was at that time because yeah. now the new CAS smaller but it's at least 3,000 kids in the school at times so smart kids. Yes, yeah, smart supposedly smart kids. Yeah. So we devised the plan. We was like, bet. Bro told us that if we come up with a couple dollars together, we gonna sell some drugs. Now, during <laughs> this whole time, he got pinched. So he was off to jail anyway. But his younger brother was my homeboy Chris. Chris found probably about a half pound of weed. Allegedly. Now, no, no, this is it was weed. It was weed, but like this is some like not not that high grade no, shit. I'm putting allegedly just in case Chris don't want to be out here. I mean, it's, he's in jail. <laughs> oh, oh shit! No, no, Chris ain't in jail, but his brother in jail. Well, whatever. Chris has moved on to bigger and better things. But we found a half pound of weed in his mama house. We was like, bet we gonna bag this sh-. like this. We felt like this was our magic moment. We on now. We gonna right. bag this shit up. We gonna sell it. We gonna get out here. This is how we gonna pay for prom and homecoming. Like we just had a whole criminal enterprise scheme, but niggas ain't never sold drugs before. <laughs> ain't never bagged up drugs before. And this is back in the day when it was acceptable to still smoke like nicks and dimes. Right, like, right. You pay five dollars for a bag she was for cheap. one blunt, uh, some terrible ass weed, and you was cool with that shit. So we was like, bet we on now. So now we got this half pound of weed. We used to all go to the same barbershop. So we take the weed up to the barbershop. Like, look, we got this half pound. Because we knew that's where all the hustling ass niggas was at. They was in the shop. Shop talk. Yeah. So, Shameless plug. So now we like, we got this half pound of weed. We on. We going to take it to the shop. Because these niggas going to know what to do with this shit. So, I t- so we take it to the shop. And we holler at my barber. Who's still now my barber today. My homeboy D. D was like, bet. This what y'all do. 
because we knew we needed some baggies and we knew we needed a scale. Right. D was like, cool, I got a scale here. Y'all niggas go find some baggies. Why you got a scale in the barbershop? Because they were selling weed in the barbershop. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you see everything at the bar. Like, the barber connects you to everything in the hood. Every single If thing. you want something and you don't know where to find it, talk to your barber. If somebody, if somebody got shot and you don't know who did it, go to the barbershop. Yeah, because... In your neighborhood. Yeah, because the thing is, everybody sits in the barber chair, whether they CEO, dope boy, nigga going off to college... You know, a fuck up. Everybody comes in a barbershop. Everybody makes them moves through there. So we, so that's the first place we thought to take the weed to because mm-hmm. we knew it was some hustling ass niggas in the barbershop and they'd be able to tell us what to do with this half pound of weed. So we took it to the barbershop. My barber D, knowing that we was young and green, he was like, y'all just keep the weed up here and we'll watch it. Uh, and he was like, y'all just go get some baggies and we going to help you bag it up. We going to help. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we're going to smoke y'all weed up and send y'all niggas on a wild goose chase. So we didn't have no idea where to get the baggies from. You know what I'm saying? The little, the little 125 bags. We ain't had no idea where to get them shits from. So nigga in the barbershop told us, yeah, y'all niggas go to Staples and Office Max and y'all get some baggies. And we was like, why the fuck Staples? He was like, they put office supplies in them. You know, like... You know, you, what that, the fuck is this? What, six staples? He, he, <laughs> Let me get six staples. But we we 15, 16 at the time, so it sounds logical. Because, shit, we ain't never had no real jobs. Ain't never worked in no office. And I'm we thinking, okay, it's four of us at the time. So we said we're going to break up. Y'all two niggas go to Office Max. We're going to go to Staples. We're going to take this $15, $20 and find some baggies. We literally go every day for a fucking week <laughs> looking for baggies. We didn't hit every office max in Staples from here, probably. nigga, probably to Taylor. Doesn't hit them all. Now, this is before GPS and shit, so we are, like, literally map questing. We had to print them shits out. Yeah, take, yeah. yeah. So we literally map questing these shits. Trying to go to calling stores and trying to describe to them what the fuck we need. Hey, y'all got them little baggies that uh that yeah. you put six staples in. Basically, <laughs> this is the conversation that we have. So we not understanding why niggas is hanging up on us on the phone. Like maybe because they don't think we businessmen. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we don't sound <laughs> white enough. So we hitting these stores with with like one or two baggies. Like we need these. Do y'all carry these? And niggas is like looking at us like, what the fuck? Like, no, we don't carry this shit. So let's fast forward. It's a week later. We go back to the barbershop because we that clearly happened. can't find. This, this, this is a true fucking story. We clearly can't find the fucking baggies. So now we back in the barbershop talking about, yeah, man, we hit Office Max, Staples, all the office supply stores. Niggas in the barbershop is damn near on the floor laughing. <laughs> on the floor. And we like, what the fuck is so funny? They was like, you dumb niggas. Like, they don't sell them shits. It fucking off. Like, we didn't think y'all was really going to go for that like, shit. Nigga, that's the, we, we, we thought the most absurd shit is what we told you. <laughs> yeah, y'all we actually did this shit. Yeah, and we actually did this shit. So now we pissed. So now we're like, all right, fuck it. We just going to take our weed and leave. What weed? What, what, it was like, it, my bar was like, it was only a half. Like, how far did y'all think y'all was going to stretch that? We uh, thought we was on. Enough to buy the other half. <laughs> yeah, we thought we was on. Enough to buy the other half. God and that's the type of shit that you run into at the barbershop. Yeah. Life lessons. Yeah. Because now I can look back at that shit and laugh. But at 16, like, we thought that half was literally going, we was going to stretch that shit to like 10 Gs. They, they, he crushed our empire. He did. 
smoked it all up. <laughs> niggas, niggas probably smoked that half as soon as we left. That's they broke it down to as much weed as you can grab with one hand, and we just gonna smoke through this shit for the weekend. Yeah, man. Well, you know, short short lived career as a drug dealer. Yeah, but uh, grand opening, grand closing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's dope. How, I don't know. How, yeah, we got that off of, off of uh, Arbor Drugs, but it's somehow sad. it got to it. But that's how we did. But um, so I guess the first official topic that we want to discuss is the I guess the the biggest topic that's been going on all week. Uh, actually, literally, uh, it's been seven days now. Yeah. Um, since uh, what's being reported as yeah, the largest exactly. mass uh, shooting. In the United States, uh, a tragedy that happened in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, the media feed you feed you some bullshit. It's a tragedy what the fuck happened in Orlando, but yo, you can't piss on me and tell me it's raining. Like it's something more to that shit. Like there's so much more that we ain't heard about, ain't seen. I can understand how a nigga can walk in the club with a gun, but to it's only fifty motherfuckers that died. But they're saying it's at least 115, 120. You know, don't quote me on the number, but it's more than 100 people that took bullets. Hey, man, let me let me tell you something. Bro. One, this is a very, this is a horrible tragedy that actually happened. Hell yeah. How hell it's yeah. reported. However, I just find some inconsistencies with what's been reported. Okay. One is, uh, they say that uh, he gentlemen went in there with an AR-15. All right. You are a resident gun expert. I am okay. a resident gun expert. I have I have a few. I built a couple, uh, like so I know exactly the ins and out of them. And uh, one he didn't have uh, a, a AR-15. He had a six or MX. He had a six or something allegedly. Um, so how many shots? How many on the magazine on that shit? How many? The, how many shots the, you get? In the standard magazine, it's thirty shots, thirty okay. rounds. Okay. In the standard magazine, uh, they say he let off. Uh, approximately a thousand uh, so I mean you could do a simple math like how anyway it don't really, it don't matter so he had a lot of magazines on him if he let off a thousand shots a lot of, so I read this one thing online where this gentleman uh, was explaining how uh, they took 11 bullets out of somebody uh, he made it. He didn't die. But they had took 11 bullets out of somebody. This nigga 50 cent or something? And I'm like, nigga, uh, you don't pull an AR bullet out of nobody. Nah, because they're going straight through. They're going straight through or they're exploding something. Like, and whatever is hitting, like, you you going to hell of the hospital. How you get shot 11 times? What a, like, I'm, like, I'm not even saying this to be facetious. Like, this shit will blow your fucking leg off. Yeah. Like, completely off. I know niggas that got shot with shit way smaller and it's fucked up. Yeah. Like, got shit out they out they underarms for the rest of their life because they got shot with a 2-2. It's just weird to me. Uh, I don't understand how how someone would uh, shoot that many times, uh, switch that many. And you shot out with the police, too. So, initially, they said this gentleman called the police and claimed he was with ISIS before the shooting. And so y'all should have should have been, went been on your way to yeah. the club. But then uh, the young so the young black lady was on CNN. I don't know if you've seen her. She was talking about how the the gunman came in the bathroom. She was shot in the leg allegedly, and uh, 
and survive to tell the story. Yeah. Okay. Turns out she's a Fox Two News anchor, but we not we not gonna talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. I know yeah. what you're talking. But about. she said the guy came in there and uh, asked him, "Was there any black people in here?" And uh, somebody in there was in the room said, "Yes, there's some black people here." And he was like, "Well, I don't want y'all guys to suffer too much. I'm not here for you guys. Whatever. Um, I'm here because I want America to stop bombing my country or, or, or some shit like that." So she was a, he was in the bathroom with them. For quite some time, having this conversation, he was calling the police and the news of blah, blah, blah. So enough time for a couple of people to slide, a couple more people, I, I would like to think, it. to slide yeah. out. Yeah, like how would you, if you were in the bathroom, like why wouldn't y'all get the fuck out of there? I've been in clubs before where niggas started shooting. Not with no ARs, typically with pistols. Because, you know, you could pat down a motherfucker and miss a pistol. I mean, your yeah. security is bullshit. But I done seen niggas get patted down in the club sneak in that bitch with a pistol mm-hmm. and let some shots fly off. When the shots start firing, niggas start spreading like roaches. So, like it's So let me think of a, a, a recent time where there's been a club shooting and niggas spread like roaches. I was in a club last summer. I'll give you one closer than that. It happened about two weeks ago okay. with a rapper named Troy Ave. Oh, so interesting thing about that situation, and I'm gonna link it back to this because I'm not, I'm not okay. getting up to hold so your head, Troy, because you ain't never coming home, bro. So as soon as that shooting happened, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Snapchat, all them social shits. Right, uh, right. I mean, tweets started flying about what happened there. Pictures started flying about what happened there. Nigga, I seen the actual video of less the nigga- than 24 hours. Less, Less than, than 24, 24 hours. I seen the actual video of the nigga getting shot and killed. Yeah. Rest in peace, banger. Uh, but I seen the actual video, uh, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I seen the nigga who actually shot him shoot. As soon as the shot ran off, somebody just happened to turn around in a blue shirt <laughs> and dashed the other way. You couldn't right. see his face. You know what I'm saying? He had a hat on or some shit like that. But there was a lot of social media present. As soon as gunshots started happening, guess what else happened? People took their phones out and started recording. Yeah, yeah. Then, less than 24 hours, the actual club released high-definition video. And you saw that nigga Troy Ave with the gun letting off shots. Yeah, absolutely. Not the best idea. But the reason I bring this up is this gentleman allegedly took this club hostage for three hours, and I don't got no footage. Where's everybody's footage at? Yeah. Where's the footage of people... Uh, who was standing outside the place um, when recording the body, niggas running off? Re, yeah, or recording where the bodies were at and stuff like that. There's only been two videos that I've seen repeatedly, and it's uh, somebody carrying a body to the actual club, not right, away from right. the club. They broke the video down, went on Google Maps, and seeing, okay, you just passed this MRI spot, you passed the Dunkin' Donuts, you're going to the club, and once they got past the camera, they put the guy down and they walked off. Like, y'all look like y'all was acting. You know, That's the video that they keep running over and over again. All this shit is just the overlay for the underlay. You know what I'm saying? We got the elections fucking going on, which is some bullshit. What you need is... The media, mainstream media, needed something to take our attention off of what the fuck is really going on. What's really got me tripped out is, uh, like, that night, uh, I was sitting here watching the fight on HBO, and after the fight went off, HBO Real Sports came on. Mm-hmm. And they ran this whole program about AR-15s and how they're evil see, yeah. and how they should Like be. had the creator of the AR-15 yeah, on there. Yeah, and they misquoted them too, but we're not going to talk about that. But uh, how it was bad and evil and blah, blah, blah. And then we turned that off, me and my lady, we have a little conversation about it. 
and we go to bed. Wake up in the morning, mass shooting with the AR-15. Yeah. Like it was really, really convenient, and I, I just, I, I just don't know, man. They trying to ban niggas in assault rifles. Yeah. That's that's the what's on the horizon next. And what's really got me was tripped out was, it this thing hit the three political hot points. You got guns, you got gays, and you got ISIS. Like, this is a trifecta yeah. for anybody to do anything And as we're going into this hot political comment. And then let's think about what happened. Hold on, hold on. And then just to throw another caveat in there to make the shit even more poignant. My man is a minority. I mean, we he may not be, whatever he is, he ain't white. So I'm saying he, whether he a sand nigga or just a regular nigga, he a minority. Mm-hmm. And motherfuckers are scared of minorities with guns. The NRA exists because it's a predominantly white organization. If niggas, when they turn 18, instead, on top of getting your license to drive, if you got your license to carry as well when they turn 18, if that was like the majority of the population... We see gun laws and shit change a whole lot quicker because it's a lot more dangerous for a nigga to be 18, 19 years old, educated. And I wholeheartedly agree that when a man turns 18, he needs to buy himself. Someone needs to buy him sort of a rifle or shotgun. It's like the introduction to manhood. Not to go and shoot up uh, through the hood or whatever. I've been shooting. I've been shooting. Since I was probably seven or eight years old. Hell yeah. I remember my first time shooting, I was probably about nine. My old dude, I'll never forget, we got land and people down in VA. Mm-hmm. That first summer, I can really remember, we drove down to VA. My old man took me in the backyard, lined the cans up on the fence, and he bought out the shotgun. He told man. me how to use it, how to load it, and how to use it respectfully. Absolutely. And, and his rule the- was always, look, he, he took he took the magic out of the gun. Exactly. The Be- exact same thing. Like, because he was like, if you ever want to see the gun, it's cool. Mm-hmm. You just got to come holler at me before you touch it. My father was the exact same way. So he showed me a little twenty two pistol. We shot the twenty two rifle, shot a 12-gauge on the, you know, on my grandfather's farm down in Tennessee. And he took that, like you said, that magic, the, the, the this whole... Wow, look, a gun. Yeah. I know about a gun. I've held a gun. I shot a gun. So nobody in the street can show me something like, oh, wow, what is that? So I knew where they were at in the side of the house. And guess what? We ain't touch it. Yeah, you ain't fuck with it because we ain't, ain't want to go. Just go. Uh, let's go touch it. Let's go hold it because you took that. You took that mystery away, and you had already touched it. You had already held it, loaded that bitch, fired it. Yeah. So now the mystique is gone. Yeah. You know but, what I'm saying? You know what the gun is for. You know what's purpose. You're familiar with it. So now, like you said, you and your brother ain't going looking for or fucking with it to play cops and yeah. robbers or no shit. But you know, I was blessed to have two responsible parents. Hell yeah. So you know. Father's Day is tomorrow, and like a, a real father makes a fucking difference. Yeah, definitely, man, definitely. But um, that whole situation, man, is 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 really tragic because you know people have lost their lives, and it's been really politicized. Um, I just don't know what to think. I don't know what to make of it because the information that um, they that feed seen, you just enough information to pacify you. You know what I'm saying? All the information that I've seen on mainstream media, the people I've also found pictures of them and found their acting credentials. You're right. So not saying that All this tragedy Instagram. didn't help them because if there's anybody out there listening who has like a family member or a loved one who lost their life inside of that because I, I can't 
I can't take that away from yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like if that happens, nobody that happens. nobody deserves to go out on a Friday, Saturday night to drink, dance, have a good fucking time, and you don't make it home. No, like like no, regardless of your ethnicity, your sexual preference. Like, look, if you if if that's what you want to do, if you just want to after a hard ass week of work, you want to go out. Listen to some music, have a couple shots. You should be able to do that safely and be able to make it home to your loved ones. What I would hate for the situation to be, however, um, is a situation where certain uh, factions or interests within uh, our government or or just political or special interest people um, are literally planning and setting up mass events to push a a political agenda. I would hate for that to be the reason. So if I want to ban a certain type of weapons, I'm literally setting up horrific uh, tragedies to happen on American soil so I can push an agenda. And then once that tragedy happens, I take it and I spin it and I make it worse. And then I'll I'll say it's about gays or it's about Islam or it's about whatever it is. But this is the agenda because like Trump just came out a day or two ago talking about that he was the biggest supporter of the LBGT community. Donald fucking Trump. Like, who could possibly... You know what? Just veering off the subject a little bit. This whole presidential race is some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I know as much as we like to think democracy is real, as much as we like to think like your vote fucking matters, it it doesn't. Like, so listen... Let me just say this, right? Because people hate when I, when you know, your vote don't count. But I'm like, yes, it does. No, like in real no, life, no, it if, fucking if you If you understand our political process, if you understand delegates and super delegates, if you understand um, the electoral college, right? Then you really, you literally know that the presidential candidacy is not won by counting up every individual vote Hell. and tally them and say, hey, this particular person And if won. you didn't know that shit, that whole debacle with fucking Al Gore trying to be president and that first, that first and Bush term, like, that should have showed you right there. Like, your vote means absolutely bullshit. Yeah, like, it, it, it literally does not mean that. So, I now, know... Now, maybe on the local government local, level... Absolutely. Lo- city, state... Your vote counts. yeah. It, your vote it, counts. It means something. I will vote, and I I, I will vote for your local city government, which ha- you have a direct. Um, you can actually influence, even though I think all this shit fake and everything is influenced by things happen for a certain reason. You have more of a chance to influence your local government because uh, you can literally put pressure, literally where they live at, yeah. literally where they where they where they where they worship at, where they go. You can put more pressure on somebody locally where they abort the plan or fuck the plan up, and yeah, yeah. then you can with somebody in Washington that you would never see or somebody. You can write in a thousand letters to Barack see. Obama, right. and you're never gonna get a fucking response back. Your fucking president is just you voting for the personality, really, and the winner's already been decided. Yeah. The so, only reason that Hillary looks like a viable option at this point because Donald Trump looks like the worst fucking option ever. So, like, Hillary don't give a fuck about you. So let's, let's, let's actually fully transition from the tragedy of Orlando to this, this presidential shit. All right, all right. All right, so... So there's one saying that I, I really do hate. Uh, and people say it all the time. Because I don't plan on voting. Okay. This time around. I mean, that's that's cool. Like, I don't... So, so this is this is the and it's unpopular to say, but I don't plan on voting either. Yeah, like I don't give a fuck what people feel about it. just how it's your right to vote is my fucking right not to vote. Right, and let me tell you why I'm not. <clears throat> so this is what they say. Well, if you don't vote, 
then you don't have the right to complain about the process or what actually happened. Yeah, the fuck I do. I think it's the exact opposite. Because I don't trust Donald Trump. Nah. And I don't trust Hillary Clinton. Hell. I do not support either person. So me, knowing that I don't support either person, if I willingly put my vote behind one of those persons... I'm the one that don't need to. I'm the one that don't have a say. So yeah. if you voted for this shit and you supported one of these two options and one of these two options get in office and it fuck shit up, you don't say nothing because you the one that voted for this shit. I'm the one saying you basically finance you. You stood behind the bullshit. Yeah, I'm not. I don't support either one of these. The reason that I can talk and say the things that I'm saying or whatever or I would say. Because I don't support either one and I'm not going to put my faith behind something just because one other thing is even more fucked up. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> like, I think people got so complacent. Like, as much shit as they give Barack and how he didn't do this, he didn't do that. Like, he made shit comfortable for the last eight years or at least gave the appearance that shit was all good the last eight years. All good for who? Somebody. I mean, we reap... Not we us. Reap, nah, I ain't even gonna say that. We reap some benefits. What gas went down like crazy. You think the president impacted the gas? Nah. No, but like <laughs> I said, he, he's the personality behind... All I know remember, is... Remember that, that first year we got that reparations check? Everybody got that... Got that, uh... I wouldn't call that it That economic check. stimulus check. I ain't get one. In real life, I didn't get one. You gotta have some kids to get uh, one problem. Yeah, I, I, I didn't... I, I'm the pull-out king. You gotta know. drop that baby. Um... But yeah, you gotta drop that baby. it's interesting that uh, that people give Hillary a pass on. I seen a, a ten minute video clip on, on Hillary Clinton, and it was video clips about her saying how she's anti gay and she doesn't believe that this is right. Blah blah <laughs> blah. And then one day she literally says, "You know, I have always supported the LBGT such and such like shit, her, her whole entire agenda switched." And they asked her about that, and she was like, how dare you? Check my record. I would always show such and such. I'm like, well, here's your record. And these are, is that you on video? Is like, we do board? dare you, bitch. <laughs> and, and this is what the fuck we came like, up with. Like, she get a pass for that. And so, you know, a lot has been talked about the super predator comment that she made. Yeah, yeah, about black people. Yeah, no, but about black. Black men. Black youth. Yeah, yeah. She was talking about kids uh, at a, at risk youth. Like that super predator comment was like, we need to treat at-risk youth uh, basically worse because they they are super predators. So they saying we should get these kids at a young age because they're gonna be super predators. So we gonna put them in we gonna put them in prison. Nah, like, that's that's prison. You is, fix the youth so they don't become the problems of the future. I never forget my high school counselor used to always tell me because I was a fuck up all through high school. Like, I was that quintessential nigga that damn near didn't make it. I barely... I didn't know I was graduating high school until the day of graduation <laughs> rehearsal when I got my cap and gown. Wow. I had already bought all my prom shit, and I was looking my mama in the eye telling, yeah, yeah, I'm going to graduate. It's cool. It's good because my bird was involved. She knew that, you know, I was... If I graduated and didn't have to go to summer school, like it wasn't pretty, right. it's because I got C's and D's and got enough to get. What do you that. think about it like this? Uh, a, a C and D at CAS is like a, a A and a B in any other school. Yeah, yeah, because CAS was was really stringent on them grades, but because I went from having a C average at CAS to having an A average at Cody. Yeah, yeah. So because CAS had their own grading system, yeah, which but, is fucked up. 
But like, in the in the eyes of your parents, they don't give a fuck about that shit. Like, it's you a know, C or a D. You know uh, that that this is a, a a B at anyone else. Like you know that, right? A minus possibly. But but when you're a teenager and you're trying to get your parents to explain what you're going through, How like you? really, your parents don't give a fuck because they getting up every day. They going to like my mother didn't give a fuck because she getting up every day. She going to work. She got her degree. You know what I'm saying? This is get yours, nigga. Right. And you better graduate if you think you're going to prom. So literally, I'm shitting bricks three days before prom because graduation rehearsal was Friday. Prom was Saturday. So Friday morning when I woke up, like I got like (laughs) I'm not saying that I'm a very religious. Like I believe, you know what I'm saying? Friday morning when I woke up. I got, down on, like <laughs> I got down on my knees and I said, God, I don't nothing up. Please, Lord, let me graduate from high school. When they called my name and gave me my cap and gown, i never forget. Because graduation rehearsal was at Cobo Hall. I took my cap and gown, took it to the to the garage of Cobo, got in my car. And, nigga, I sat there with that bitch and I cried for like an hour with Ooh. my cap and gown. Because I said, I'm going to graduate. Ooh. I'm like, like that's all, and that means something having the cast on your, on your, on, on your. Hell yeah! Like that means something. Hell yeah! When you go, cause like when you get out of high school, you get your first job. They look at you. What, what school did you graduate from? Cast Tech. You know how many Cast Tech alumni work all through this city? And it's still as as much bullshit. Like we've been out of high school, going towards twenty years. Now. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, niggas, st- I met this chick at the bar, like, three weeks ago, and I'm looking at her, like, damn, I know you from somewhere. And you know how you had that whole back and forth? She was like, yeah, I graduated from King. And automatically, her conversation just went sour when I was like, yeah, <laughs> I came out of cast. <laughs> Bitch, you ain't been to a game in 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I ain't put on a cast Tech football jersey yeah. since, like, 97. That's funny. So why the fuck does it matter now? But, like, that shit was a big deal. Yeah. Man, but on this political shit, if I ever, if I actually did believe in the political process, and if I did believe that the shit works how they say we work, I would vote for Bernie Sanders. Uh, yeah, but Bernie old as fuck. Hillary five years older. I mean, f- Hillary only five years younger, though. Maybe Bernie just look. He look like older. A fucking dinosaur. But like them niggas are damn near the same age. They like four and a half years apart. Like, Bernie but, uh, had no chance because he was this. talking about too much Hillary realistic about to be, shit. Hillary gonna be the first openly gay president. Openly gay? Wait till she get in the office. She coming out the closet, and then Bill gonna be like, "See, this is why I was fucking with Monica." Nah, man. You don't think so? Watch. That's a little too much for me. She gonna come out the closet. That's that's a strong opinion. Yeah, she gonna come out the closet. I mean, I, I maybe not in the office. Maybe we're not ready for that yet. Maybe after she get out of office, you know how they always write that memoir. She'll yeah. come out and talk about like her feelings for women then. So like, so we gonna have a female president. I said this shit like two years ago that was going Hillary Clinton gonna be the president. Um, Who gonna be her VP though? Uh, if she really wants to win, she would pick uh, Bernie Sanders as her VP. Okay. If she wants to win, like a clear victory, because uh, if you pick somebody that we don't know, or that, like everybody who staunchly supports Bernie Sanders and do not fuck with Hillary Clinton uh, how do you make them vote for Hillary Clinton it's going to be the it's the situation where well, I really don't like Donald Trump so let me vote for Hillary Clinton type of thing but if you put Bernie Sanders on that ticket how that would get you, interesting because then interesting. you have then that will prove ele- on 
let's say I do believe this shit works like this, then that will prove to me that you do care about having the Democratic Party intact and all the things that he was talking about. Like, y'all can come to some sort of middle ground and actually help the country. But but on some real shit, when the last time the vice presidency meant shit? You know what I'm saying? That ain't nothing but the that ain't nothing but the president lackey. Joe Biden been in Adolf been in office with Barack these last eight years. Nigga, I, nigga you can't put together a paragraph. You ever heard this nigga, nigga speak? Nigga, I be forgetting he is he, he exists. Like who at the least, fuck? Who? At least the other one that we had, he shot a nigga in the face while he was. In the yeah, he did. Yeah, he did when they went hunting. Yeah, he shot a nigga in the face just to know he like, hey, I'm still out here. Bow shooting people in the face. But like, I be forgetting Joe Biden even exists, dog. You know, when I was growing up, I used to think, like, the vice president lived in the White House, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, that nigga had his own separate wing. Wait a minute, time out. Uh, I don't think I've ever thought about that before. And just the fact that you said that, and because I never thought about it, I never thought that he didn't. I never thought that he did, but I never thought that he did. It sounds like you're about to say he does not. No, the vice president (laughs) doesn't live in the White House. Where the fuck do he live at? It's like a fucking... Uh, I never thought about that. What do you call them shits where there be telescopes on top of the buildings? Observatory? Like, yeah, he lives in an observatory. For what? Because like, he, he watched the president back? <laughs> like he's literally like a couple blocks from the president. But I guess it makes sense. Like yeah, if you're a grown-ass man... No, it makes sense. Just you don't want to fuck another family living with you. What Like, well, technically, you got a whole fucking company living with you. Like, it, like the White House never sleeps. Like, yeah. It's, it's tours and shit going on while you trying to... It's tours of what they want you to see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But think about this. So it do make sense that you're in a different place because if a nigga just... I, I don't know if I can Happens say to break into the White House it's, it's and kill the president. He not going to kill the VP uh, the, too. The views expressed on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if, it, if anything ever happened to that building, it would be, it'd be wise not to have both of them together. Yeah. I don't know why that... Who, who gives a fuck about the vice president? But... uh Cause he next he next up. Boy, for a nigga who don't do nothing, he got a lot of fucking responsibility if some shit pop off. Don't yeah, cause, he? Because most businesses don't. If the CEO die, you know what I'm saying. The manager don't become the CEO the next day. They'll he, hire he another motherfucker. They actually he be interim or acting for a couple weeks. Yeah. Then they hire somebody else, and then you go. Then hopefully you go back to your old job. But they, they might just get rid of you. Period. They don't. But but like. It don't be like the security nigga come in and he to act like that's almost the equivalent of your vice president because he don't do shit. They go to malls, cut ribbons, kiss babies. Uh, he he go, go with the president on some shit. Like they take trips together. If he if the president going to Pakistan, Joe Biden rolling with him. That shit crazy. They playing spades on a plane and shit together. All right, man. So uh, this podcast shit, you know, we've been talking about it for for quite some time, man. And uh, we finally got a chance to to get together and do one. And just to give you guys uh, an idea of what we're going to be talking about, uh, clearly politics, uh, religion. Uh, Myself and Dame uh, are two very avid boxing fans. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. Let's go, champ. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go, champ. Uh, This nigga Shannon Briggs is going to knock out David I, I, I kind of think so too, and I don't want to see a good boxing match. Like I want to see Shannon Briggs beat his motherfucking ass. I want to see him get knocked. Like how happy I was when when George Foreman came back with his old ass and knocked niggas out. Yeah. When he like Shannon Briggs, like forty six years old. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Like so he like. 
the same age George Foreman was. But it's that old man strength that yeah, started to come like into the picture. That motherfucker is Diesel. And He's cut huge. Up. I'm not 100% sure it's not uh, some sort of uh, I supplement. Think, I think we make too big, uh, we make too much of a big deal about steroids. Like, just straight up. Like, I don't know when you talk about fighting sports. Like, when you talk about when yeah, you literally go in that bitch and die. Like, it's, that's different. Like on who on a, like in basketball, I think a nigga should be able to take as much steroids he want in basketball. We're eventually going to see somebody die on live TV. That's why boxing left television. Whether it's boxing, you can you could turn on fucking Fox no, and really find though. an MMA match. Because so, thank thank you for the uh, for the God Odd Heyman Al Heyman, uh, the boxing god, the boxing czar, uh, white folks, and um, they hate him. Because yeah. he's a black man that you that you won't ever find a picture of. Nah, it's nah. very it's very rare that you you will never see him on television. It's rare that you will find a picture of him when he controls boxing. But there is more boxing on television on television right now than I'm 34 years old than my 34 years of life. It's more boxing on for the PBC. So it's NBC. Uh, they on CBS. They on Spike. They on Fox yeah. Sports. They on ESPN. All these different shows. But the reason boxing left mainstream television in the first place is Ray Boom Boom Mancini killed somebody yeah. on national television. People not ready ready to see the little the uh I don't want to say the wrong thing. I think he was man. This fuck. This sound fucked up. I could. Then I don't know if he it, was just let it go. He was an Asian a boxer. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah he was an Asian boxer, uh, and um, he died in the ring and like. People wasn't ready to see that. But now, I mean, we see niggas die every day. Yeah. I just seen a nigga die today on Facebook Live. That's fucked up, dog. It's fucked up because we Chicago, got so much. nigga kid, like. So you can, you can watch the nigga second get, time I've seen that happen. But still no shots from the club post down yeah. in Orlando. I mean, like, he literally was on Facebook Live. Uh, and he sounded like he was about to say, hey, man, stop playing or something. He's like, hey, man, stop. And pop, 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 and his phone dropped onto the grass, and you seen blood in the grass, and you heard his family screaming, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Called a police. Nigga just died on live video stream. It's fucked up. That's the second time I've seen that in, from Chicago. Yeah, Chicago. Like, Chicago's a fucking war zone. These young but kids, I, these young niggas don't give a fuck. That, that's a whole nother podcast yeah. to itself. That might be the next one. Yeah, because you know, as a father of a teenager. You know, I'm starting to see the the shift in my son. You know what I'm saying? Not that he a bad kid, not that he a dirtbag or a fuck up, but like something something click on with a young nigga when he hit 13. Man, and that not to give a fuck button start turning up. My nephew, he's 16. Uh, he'll be 17. I bet be, you he think he can July. beat your ass too. No, he does not. He, but maybe not to your face. He won't say that shit. He he just he just wrestled last year, but no, he definitely. So I'm blessed. My 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 nephew, he uh uh, he uh, he not like me and my brother was when we grew up. He's the total opposite of his father. Uh, you know, he's into like video games, and YouTube. Yeah. Uh, he got a YouTube channel where he you know posting Call of Duty shit. Like I'm just so glad that he is not into none of the shit that uh me and his father was into. Hell yeah! Like he not, like and he. And for the most part, he was, he stayed with my my my, my parents uh, in Farmington. So he been going to high school, you know, in Farmington. So like, he stayed away from a lot of the shit. I'm I'm so which is a it's a double edged sword because when you get out here, 
I do want you to be able to have some sort of uh, streets like, and that's the same shit with my son. Like he got into a fight, and he held his own, but like he thirteen having his first fight. Yeah. Like I probably couldn't count how many fights yeah. I had by thirteen, but I grew up in a different. You know, we as parents tried to provide better for him. He grew up in a different environment. Now yeah. we had to fight a lot and shit. I grew up on Puritan and War, where basically the same place I live at now. So I mean. I had to fight going to the corner store and coming back just to keep my change. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he grew up in a in a safer environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't have Facebook, social media, Snapchat. You know, I had a fucking Nintendo and a, and a bike. <laughs> and I had to fight to keep my fucking bike. Because right, niggas, right. niggas was stealing your bikes for man, real. Man, tell me about it. Jero Nevergreen. Yeah. Tell me about it. I remember niggas from the other side of Jero come steal bikes from this side and vice versa. I remember at one point having three bikes in the garage and I thought that was like my hiding place because my old dude, he wasn't like a, like a mechanic or nothing. He didn't keep shit in the garage. So I figured like I could stash the shit. And I remember I came home and he had them shit sitting outside. Like what the fuck are you doing with three bikes in the garage? Mm. Me and your mama bought you one. Where the fuck? <laughs> did, like, what are you doing? Man, I had a fucking bike. My, my, my bike, my backyard was like a bicycle. Uh, oh, you remember in Lion King? Uh, where they had like the elephant graveyard. Yeah, that's what the bicycles look like in my backyard. That's how many bicycles. And back you, there. you piece. I was shit. like, I would piece some shits together. People come up out here. You need something fixed. Like I could, I couldn't afford a chrome bike. Yeah. So I take a bike and I shave that boy down. I painted it. Put some shit. I, I made a makeshift chrome bike. Yeah, but, yeah. Or you get some spray paint. Yeah. Like, cause I remember the shit. I wanted a bright ass red bike. I don't know what the fuck for. I just wanted a red bike, and. My old dude bought me a bike, and this is what the fuck. Like, it wasn't no, it wasn't choices and options. It was like, this is what the fuck I bought you. This is what the fuck you deal with. Right. And I wanted a red-ass bike and not this graphite gray bike that this nigga bought me. So I had to. Kids got way too many options. Hell yeah. Way too many options. Hell I, I, yeah. I didn't ask. I didn't. Can you think I can get, nigga, this is what we eat for dinner. This is the bike you getting. Like you they think you're a short order. My kids think I'm a short order chef. Like we not we not cooking four different things for dinner. I get my I, you know I got my I got my bike when on Christmas when I like oh shit this is the bike I got or and that was a dope ass gift. If yeah. you got a bike on Christmas, like nigga, you was literally trying to take that bitch outside yeah, Christmas day and shit. Like yeah, I gotta uh, try my bike out. That's crazy. Um, so. Uh, but yeah, back to the boxing. Yeah, shit we were talking about we're gonna be talking about boxing. Hell yeah, uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, hip hop music. Yeah, uh, we two avid hip hop fans, and not just hip hop music, battle rap as well. Uh, yeah. For the battle rap culture, from the Smack DVD, the Smack the URL, the King of the Dots, the uh, RBE, RBG, Red Breeze. Because I got that. a strong opinion about some of these battle rap niggas. I'm going I'm to hold on to that shit. Yeah, well, I'm going to hold on to that shit. But I got a strong opinion. And maybe I'm a little biased because I know a few people in the battle rap community. And it's it's a really, it's segregated. Like these niggas feel like they not, you know, regular rappers. I'm a battle rapper. I don't have to make music. And you know what's so funny is I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm okay with that. Because originally it was, um, it was, uh. You better rap, but you can't make songs, or you can song like, like it was almost it was looked down upon if you was just a battle rapper. Like now these niggas is actually making money, traveling the world, 
doing battle rap. Doing spoken word, my nigga. Essentially. Yeah. Essentially spoken. Slam like, poetry. Literally. And I'm okay with that to the extent where like, um, like so Smack will sell out Webster Hall. Yeah. That's the same spot where T.I. just had his, when the whole Troab shit. Yeah, yeah. Like so if I can sell out the stadium that rappers use to do concerts and I can charge uh, general admission $50, charge VIP for you to meet and greet with the rappers, I mean, the, with the rappers and shit for $150, $200, and I'm able to pay these rappers to perform. I got I can pay this man $20,000 to spit for 30 minutes or whatever. Like, this is a viable profession, and you may not, because you may not have the ability to make a club song. Yo, your skill or your talent, if your pocket is I can battle rap, I can dissect you with my words, make niggas laugh at you, hit you with the best similes, best metaphors or whatever, and if that's the talent I got, like I think that's a respectable you're, craft. You're a verbal prize fighter at that yeah, point. Absolutely. And they and it's three rounds. Yeah. And you get in the and that and get in the ring with somebody. And that's, I think that's respectable. Uh some people can be do do both. It's very rare. Uh, I think you should you should have be able to for you to call yourself a MC or rapper whether it's battle rap mainstream you should have both of those legs to stand on yeah you know what I'm saying because and not to say that you know now the marketplace is so much different you don't need a major label deal in order to be a successful artist right but let's look at it on the flip side if I'm a nigga say like Puff you know what I'm saying where I'm making stars. If you sign a bad boy, you come out typically, and I say he has a better track record for niggas being stars, whether it be for a moment or for a long stretch. Who that? Puff. I mean, uh, come on. 20 plus years in the game. All the stars he created was like 20 plus years ago, though. <laughs> like, who, who, the, who the most recent star he didn't create? Himself. He recreates himself every couple years. Like, there's no... I, you you I could argue French Montana. But but he signed to Bad Boy after he was already French Montana. French Montana is a terrible rapper. I'll just say it, man. Every, like, I can't, I can't even get by... He sounds like a functioning retard. And I know retard is not probably even a popular hey man, word to say no more. But, I mean, he sounds like, a, he sounds like the kid hey, in the fucking slow uh, class. As a rapper, uh, I don't think he has uh, bars, quote, set, nah. quote so, but I mean, he makes some entertaining songs. Uh, he be on some entertaining hooks. Uh, yeah. He, you know, he can put He music. surrounds himself with the right, yeah, with, with the right people the, in order to make. Some of the music is good. Serviceable now, music. I've never bought a French Montana album. Why uh, would you? Uh, but I have downloaded some songs with French Montana. Thank you uh, to the guys at Apple Music. Um, I have downloaded different mixtapes and with him on song, but I, I don't anticipate buying a French Montana album, so to speak. Nah, well, you, you know what? With Apple Music, I'm, listen, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeah, but uh, I'm so fickle when it comes to music, though. Like, yeah. cause and and that was another thing that we had talked about. We got some other ideas that we bubbling up. One that I'm really passionate about is called Rappers I Believed in, because you know I've been listening to rap music for a long ass time. I never my first time ever listening to rap music my guy brother gave me nwa straight out of compton on a dub cassette okay and he told me when he gave it to me he told me he was like 13 and i was probably about eight or nine he he gave it to me he said 
Don't let your mother ever listen to this. Don't let her ever find this shit. So what's, what's interesting, what's the first piece of music that you purchased with your own money? i never forget that shit. I got a CD Walkman when I was in sixth grade. It was Christmas. Doggy Style had just came out that summer. Mm-hmm. My old dude took me to Sam Goody. Because back in the day, you yeah, had you could Sam go Goody. to the mall and buy music from a fucking music store. And it was a tape. <laughs> yeah, but I just got a CD player, but I ain't had no CDs. Like, you had that option, either a CD or a cassette. He took me to Sam Goody, and I remember walking over to Remember when the CDs, they was like in a big-ass box. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like a, like it was a, a whole packaging deal. And I remember I picked up Doggy Style, and I was just looking at it. Because back then, songs or, or albums with parental advisory stickers, you needed to have a legit parent there Absolutely. in order to get that shit. And I remember holding Doggy Style and looking at it. And I was so naive, I didn't know what the fuck Doggy Style was. I did, I like. I had no clue. I just knew that Snoop Dogg was that nigga. So, that's, that's funny. Because uh, Doggy Style wasn't the first thing I purchased. The first thing I actually purchased with my money... Well, the Dyes Effects straight up suicide. Uh, that was in 1993. So I was, was taking it back. I was 11 years old. That was after Doggy Style. Doggy Style came out in 92. Yeah. yeah. The Chronic came out in 92. The Chronic came out in 92, and I think Doggy Style was like the 90, year later. Yeah, 93. So, so in 93, that was the year I was really fucking with like music. My cousin uh, actually was playing uh, Doggy Style, so he dubbed it. You know how you used yeah. to put, you get some tissue. You stick it in the bottom of the tape and put some tape over it, and we yeah. dubbed it. So as a ten-year-old, ten or eleven-year-old, I'm up here rapping the lyrics to, um, to Doggy Style and and uh, no Doctor Dre and everything. Like about. you know what I'm saying? Like I had a, a idea of what I was saying, but all the words and shit didn't. Like you had to just piece shit together. Like you know, like I know this is talking about sex. I don't know exactly. Uh, this or I didn't know what Doggy Style was until I listened to that fucking album and by the end of that sh- cause I remember I bought this is how it happened I bought my old dude saw me holding that shit he was and he like this is when I felt like my father like I used to think like my dad was a tyrant but this is when I felt like he finally got some shit he saw me holding it and he was like if you want it you can get it I felt like the gates of heaven <laughs> yeah. and I thought he was bullshitting me so when we got there to the counter and he stood behind me and like gave the lady the nod like yeah it's cool like I remember you listen to hip hop music yeah like this the crazy shit like I couldn't cuss in the house you know shit like that I can't cuss in the house you know I had a curfew and all that shit but in my room my old dude bought me a, a boombox like shit shortly after I got the CD player he bought me a boombox and his thing was as long as you keep this music in your room, you can listen to whatever you want Man. to as loud as you want to listen to. I always listen to all type of music. My dad did not listen to hip hop music at all. He was listening to like music from the forties and fifties, which is half of the stuff I grew up on, which is why I have a different ear for music. But he didn't listen. You know, the closest thing to hip hop my dad used to listen to was Shaggy. Mr. Boombastic. That's terrible. Hey, you know how happy we was when he used to be playing that dog? You knew he was in a good mood. We used to be like, oh shit, my dad, uh, like he was cool when he did that shit. Well, my people's always 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 had records and shit. Like, my mother, you know, back in the day went on tour with Earth, Wind, and Fire. So, I mean, it was always, yeah, yeah, that's, you know. What she used to sing? Play instruments? One of her homegirls was. 
dating a nigga from Earth One and Fire gotcha. back in the day. So just she got the opportunity to travel with the yeah, band yeah. like for a summer. See the world and Yeah, all that. so I mean dope. you know, if you she was able to live that life for a second. But so so music was always acceptable in the crib. So, like there was records everywhere. So if Instagram was out back then, she'd probably be in the background of some Instagram pictures. Hey, <laughs> hey. <not> like, <laughs> that dog was out of pictures. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, the, look, she lived. You know what I'm saying? I can't. Who knows now? Hey, no, we're not gonna think about that. We're not gonna think about that. Hey, man, everybody got a pass. <laughs> everybody got a pass. Even my mom. I love her. Oh, God shit. bless her. She been gone a couple years now, but you know, I know that she lived. So, I mean, and one day I'm going to be an old-ass nigga telling, you know, I got a body full of tattoos. And I'm going to be somebody granddaddy one day talking about I got it in back in 2016. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, we appreciate y'all checking in for this first episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, this is the very first one. So, you know, it'll get better and all that other good stuff. But you can expect some uncut raw um, views on, on religion, politics, music, boxing, battle rap. Anything that we talk about in the barbershop is fair game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and interact with us because we both active on social media. I'm Dame going wild on everything. Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, you know, holla at me. I don't I interact and I don't get no fuck. Like if you say some wild shit to me, I'm gonna say some wild shit back to you. Yeah, so get at in- me. Instagram, J Johnson three one three on Twitter. J. Johnson 313. I'm actually J. Johnson 313 on just about everything. Yeah, and I'm not private, so I mean, you know, if you uh, find me, holla at My Instagram may be private. Twitter, okay. pr- Twitter is pretty off. I mean, we both live professional Yeah, lives. yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, J. Johnson 313. And um, we appreciate y'all checking in. Uh, give ourselves a round of applause for this first episode. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then we're out. <laughs> <laughs>